I've been here, I've been feeling lonely. I'm a crackling oil floor. Sprout out barely conscious by myself. My vomit's painting that door. For a moment, just it seems this life is but a dream. Till I wait the next morning. This edition of the Wild Minnesota Podcast. I'm Josh. I am David Cordova. And yeah, we're going to talk about some preseason scouting stuff, uh, plans for the year, for the hunting season, some other things. We'll get into that. Um, go with the flow. Go with the flow. Uh, so right now it is August 26th. It's a balmy 90 degrees outside mm-hmm. at 630 in the evening. Very warm right now. Very warm. Yeah. Which doesn't say much for what our cameras are going to be showing mm-hmm. once we get back out there and check them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we had that we had that nice little cold front at night coming through getting into the 50s. You know, it went from, you know, 90s to just straight 50s at night. It's like, holy crap, you know, deer are going to be moving. We need to get cams out. And then here it is. Fucking 90 degree weather again. Jeez, yeah. I mean, come on. even though I was looking at when, we're, when we've been checking the cams, I've been looking at the dates, the evenings where those cold fronts are even like in the mid afternoon when they're coming through those mineral sites. Yeah. It was during that cold front when we had the majority of all those pictures. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, that goes to show that those cold fronts definitely get those deer up and moving. Oh, yeah. But then again, we saw that buck under that apple tree and it was still, what, 86 oh, degrees gosh, outside? Yeah, that, that surprised me. That was amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you just never know with the deer. Like, they just do whatever they want. And no matter what anybody mm-hmm. tells you, like, you got your moon guides. You tell people cold, people tell you cold fronts, not the cold fronts. Do this, do that, hear do all this, these... do that. And it just, it doesn't seem like any of it matters. Yeah, you hear all these tales and, you know, you try to go by the books and go by what everybody says. And it's just like, you just kind of got to figure out your area you know just you know all a lot of it does help out a lot but like you just got to get your feet in there and just do it and yeah. figure out what uh, what your story to other people is and yeah. they try it and then they fail and they're like those guys are idiots <laughs> well there's been so many times where we've read this thing or this thing or this guy did this or mm-hmm. that and then we go and we try the same thing and it's like that doesn't work here like yeah. it doesn't work but then again you're listening to people who are hunting wisconsin illinois kansas iowa you know these mm-hmm. big buck states where i don't know maybe they just know their property so well that they're able to monitor their deer enough or they can afford to have 37 trail cameras yeah, yeah, on yeah. 17 acreas and just know where the deer are at at all times <laughs> yeah i don't know but like from what we've seen in the properties we've hunted it's just like it takes us a good minute to figure oh, out gosh. what is actually going on yeah. out there and how they're moving. Yeah, like East Chain, it took us four years to even figure out what, and that was a small area that we hunted in. Well, it was a small area connected to, what, 300 acres yeah, of like public three, land? 300, 350, I mean, somewhere around there. Because the land, the property we were hunting was, what, 80 acres, which was probably a tenth of it was actually huntable. Yeah. The rest was crops. Yeah, they had the saxophone that we sat in all you the know, time, and then... You call it the saxophone, I call it the Oak Ridge, because yeah. it was an Oak Ridge. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it just looks like a shape of a saxophone. It does look like the shape of a saxophone, I see where you're at with that. Yeah. But, you know... Other than that, yeah, it's swamp and corn, or beans... Yeah. Or surrounded and, by that. Well, have you heard of Dan Infault? Uh-uh. You should look up uh, Hunting Beast. And Hunting Beast. Hunting Beast. Yeah, he's he's like, they call him the big buck serial killer. Okay. He's pretty well popular on social media and stuff for what he does. He goes out, he takes people out, and he'll, uh, he'll like, do, like, scouting, like... Oh, what do you want to call them? Like guides, guy, like classes, basically oh, out oh, in the okay. field. It's like I see this. This is how I take it because he's been hunting for since the beginning of time, mm-hmm. and super smart dude. They've got a podcast too, which is really, nice. really, really helpful to listen to. And he's from Wisconsin, actually. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. And he's very, very successful. 
deer hunter and he'll he'll take people out and give them classes on like how to read it and i think he was for a while he you you could like send him like a picture like a map of your area mm-hmm. and he would like break it down for you by how he would approach it and how he would hunt it really which is you know it'd be cool that, to get that that's, that's hard to do too because you know i'm a map reader like we're a map reader we love want, like looking at maps mm-hmm. all the time and it's just like it's just seeing it on picture and seeing it in real life is just like a completely different and you know a lot of people they'll read it like topographically but yeah. we don't have any real rises and falls we'll have like creek banks that jump up like yeah. 25 feet because mm-hmm. it's a creek yeah. obviously it's yeah. gonna there's gonna be a little bit of a valley there mm-hmm. but as far as like real rises and drops like there's we don't have that here so there's no way for us to read things topographically right. and i mean southern minnesota it's flat as a pancake and flat and all corn and corn and beans yeah. and hogs you'll see a grove but uh, maybe 10 trees and you Just see another grove about maybe 12 trees. A little bit louder for you here. Okay. Yeah, I was leaning back a little bit. Okay. Glasses are a little greasy from supper. Does that, having glasses, I've always wondered, does that hinder shooting a bow? Glasses? Yeah, having glasses. Does that, like, like I would feel like, because I wear glasses at work for, like, looking at a computer. Like, I have perfect eyesight, but as far as, like, staring at a screen all day at work, I'll get, like, tension headaches from it. Oh, yeah. I get but those every once in a I, while. I feel like. The frame, like when I'm drawn back and in my anchor spots, I feel like that frame would get in my line of sight. Mm-hmm. Does it not? No. Maybe mm-hmm. I anchor different. I'm, well, yeah, that too. And um, I also don't have a peep sight, so I don't have to be oh, straight Oh, so you don't have on. to look straight bit. down. Yeah. Yeah, no, glasses actually never made a difference. Yeah, I, think. I was curious about that. Like, I've tried to shoot with, like, my sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't work. I have to take them and throw them on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, get the hell out of here. That's just not going to work for me. I can't see anything at all, so I get rid of those right away. But I also got my glasses before hunting, like a year before we started hunting. No, maybe half a year before we started hunting. So I never really experienced it without it. But, yeah, I would say it's because I don't have a peep sight. I don't, I'm not so tucked in. That makes sense. Yeah. So, anyways, we've been out. We've been checking cameras. We've been putting minerals down. We've been trying to get after it the best we can with what life will allow us time-wise. See what inventory we got. And so far, cameras are basically saying... Basically, they're saying we got a lot of little bucks and a lot of does. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pretty typical from East Chain also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really start seeing big bucks over in East Chain until October, late September, early October. Yeah. is when we really started seeing like big bucks finally starting to show up. And yeah. I mean, I imagine that's a testosterone gain in them and they're starting to, you know, once starting they to move. Yeah. They're starting to move around trying to find where the does are sitting at, even though they're well out from the rut. Yeah. But they're still looking they're still that's on their mind i I think i would have to think it is yeah so little bucks there's that one little buck that's got the the split brow tine Mm -hmm. and then the split g2s yeah that's an interesting guy there he is interesting he's a i i really hope the gun hunters don't get him this year because i think next year he could be because he's got to be a two-year-old deer yeah but his antlers, they don't grow out they go like yeah they were straight tighten up yeah and it was just very unique like, it would be nice to see him as a mature deer. Yeah, I think he'd be a really cool, non-typical deer. I think he'd be really cool. Yeah. And, I mean, he's got, yeah, his his G2s on both sides, they split. And then his brow tine on the one side, I think it would be his right side, also splits. And, yeah, even yeah. in velvet, he just looks so cool. I got to save some of those pictures and get them posted. Yeah, I know, so yeah, I'd like to see him see again. Because yeah, while you were looking at him, I was doing the mineral yeah i got a little glimpse of him and he was yeah he was he was very unique yeah he's a cool looking deer and then 
just there's so many does in there, so many doe families. Yeah, and it was good seeing him t- quite often too. We saw him the most yeah. out of all the pictures. He's a regular customer. Yeah, he'll be back yeah, right. next time we check. I'm sure he'll be there. Yeah, eating that mineral and yeah, and right there by the creek. You know, it's a perfect spot for him to sit in bed. And that one doe was bedding there like what three, four nights in a row. Yeah. Yeah, she was sitting there just bedded down, just chilling. Camera caught her over and over again, just laying there. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if her, because she has fawns, too. She has two fawns. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they're in the general vicinity. I oh, yeah. assume they are. Oh, yeah. I would say so. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's... I got too excited, you know, with an addition of, you know, knowing the south side of the creek but having access to the north side of the creek and adding two more zones he and like you know having more access over there just got so much excitement and with cold front coming in like it's just like we got to have something you know coming through right you know because they're going to be starting to shed their antler or shed their velvet here soon that they're going to be starting to move a little bit more kind of get a little bit more frisky and check things out and yeah just so far it's just been Hasn't really been much. But then we're out Sunday night. Decided to go out for a deer drive. And we scouted a new area. On It was pretty early in the evening still. Scouted a new area. Checked a trail camera. It was that, there for only a day. We got a little anxious there. Had to yeah, check it had out. Had to check it. <laughs> See what had was going on. Had some does on there. No, no big deal, but... They didn't. They didn't lick it or anything like that. But they were definitely interested. Yeah, that's for sure. A little hesitant, but then we went and walked this other area that I had looked at previously on the maps, and there was like on. I use Onyx maps for most of my map scouting, but in the area that we're at, it's all full foliage. It's all mm-hmm. full summer trees, so you mm-hmm. can't see the ground. You can't see where the trails are cut through the tall grasses or even through the groves or nope. you can't see that yeah just nice some nice beds we saw but yeah so we uh we went and walked in there after i looked on google earth and was looking at that that was a fall picture mm-hmm. and then you could start seeing all those trails on the west side there. of that and, yeah, oh, yeah there's, that was... a, there's a ton of trails walking through there and we saw some good bedding in there so yeah. we're like all right well i think we need to go get a camera in there yeah or we need to stay out of there until fall and then hunt it. But there, I mean, look at the trails that were there in the fall. They're yeah. they're using those yeah. trails. Those trails are being used. They're using that for bedding still and whatever because it's perfect. It's perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Everything they need is right there. Right there, and it's got a nice funnel right to the river. Yep, which Creek. is which is awesome. Yeah, because they got their bedding right there with food right there and the creek right there. With lots of lots of, I like this area because it's got a lot of funnels. There's a lot of a lot of pinch points and yeah. It's, if you want to stay in cover, you're gonna walk here. Mm-hmm. The only thing, I think that funnel that you're referring to, I think that's gonna be really good once once that corn comes out, because they're yep. gonna be forced to walk back yep. to stay in cover. Because on the other yep. side is just a hay field basically that doesn't get very tall and they mow it constantly. Yep. And then to the other side is corn. Once that corn comes out, that, that spot right there is going to be money. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident. So oh, yeah. we'll have to hit that hard. It's going to be hard though, because when corn's coming out, that's right at gun season. And we all know what happens to bow hunters when gun season comes mm-hmm. around. We've had that the last two years. 
Yeah, it's been that's that's when the stress comes in, and that's where the where you kind of get anxious, and you're like, okay, I'm, and you start to force things, and you kind of make some bad decisions, yep, and yep. you just like, and then you go to bed that night, and you're sitting there frustrated, you can't sleep because you're just like, why did I do this? You know, I got to be more patient. And then you know, here in southern Minnesota, we're in a one deer zone, so yep. we can shoot one deer, buck or doe, don't matter. So, you know, you get past gun season, you're like, all right, I'm going to put a doe on the ground. I'm going to shoot a doe. First doe that walks past me, she's backstraps. Yep. The second you finally make that decision, all the deer are gone. (laughs) Every year. It's so true. Every year. And it's so true. But, yeah, because you, you know, you wait the... You wait until it gets late September, early October when things start to really cool off and you're just like, okay, that's where deer really start to move, where you kind of just starting to wanting to see which big boy comes around, you know, like, yep. can I, am I going to be able to see, you know, a new guy coming around trying to get frisky with some other bucks with, see, if they're seeing any does around and I want to see that. And then you start to do see glimpses of stuff and you're like, okay, well, yeah, I can set the does aside. We see them all the time. Yeah. Just, and then once the frustration comes along of, Oh, I I can't pattern them. This is really, really tough. And then you're like, okay, well I'm going to maybe start looking at does gone. Nothing, nothing, not a deer in the woods. Yeah. Once once squirrels and blue jays. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Those blue jays will sit there and squawk at you. Yeah. Squirrels sitting there bark at you. Yeah. I mean, even the squirrels are getting sick of the squirrels. I mean, one time there was a squirrel just screaming, forever and then this one squirrel you can just tell they got up he's like what are you doing like he was literally like that like angry like why <laughs> like, i'm sitting you're like exactly thank you squirrel yelling at the other squirrel you're half tempted to throw that uh field tip arrow you have in here and just yeah. sling one out yeah, yeah. Like, shut up please be quiet yeah i remember uh my oldest daughter Alexis, her first year, her first—I think it was her first sit. She sitting. Oh, in her is that tree. With, when Adam was with us too? It may have been. Yeah, Adam was yeah, there. Yeah, Adam, she shot that doe, and, and Dylan came along. Yeah, too. Dylan was yeah. there that year. Yeah, yep. So she's sitting in her tree, which is really like I don't know, twenty yards away from my tree, yep, so I yep. keep an eye on her. She was eleven at the time, I think, maybe twelve. Yeah, yeah. So her first year with a bow, and we're sitting there, and there's a squirrel in this tree just barking at her just giving her the what for just pissed at her and she texts me and she's like dad i think it's gonna eat me (laughs) i'm like no it's not gonna eat you it's just gonna sit there and bark at you until it gets bored and then it'll go on its way and it just kept going and going then it kept it was inching closer and closer and she's like sitting there trying to be as still as possible Uh and she's just scared needless to say she was never attacked by said squirrel the squirrel got bored and ran off Mm -hmm. It was just it was just so funny her reaction to it because she had no idea how to take it at yeah, all. She's yeah. like, "This squirrel's gonna kill me!" Like, yeah, I'm supposed to be sitting here quiet, and there's an animal being fierce to me. <laughs> it has a sword. <laughs> Even if this animal is like a pound and a half yeah. and like poses no harm at all, like it's gonna be just fine. Mm-hmm. That was. I did suck for her though, shooting that doe and having it. Yeah, it was a really wet year that year too, and mm-hmm. that creek that that doe ran into was just moving. Yeah, we we followed that trail for quite some time. Followed it all the way into the water, and then mm-hmm. there was just nothing to be found after that. And how was the shot? 
Was it a good shot? It was a good shot. Yeah, yeah. it was a really good shot. That that doe didn't live. I guarantee that. Oh doe. yeah. I'm pretty sure that doe hit that water and drowned. And oh yeah. Was yeah. just washed away. Yeah. See, that's every. I've never recovered a doe. Like, I've shot three does, and I haven't gotten a single one. They all lived. It's like they're they're just they're relentless. Just I'm just gonna keep going, and yeah, we got bucks. I think the furthest buck that got away was 40 yards. Was that him, Miko? Oh well, uh, despite this one because it was a bad shot, <laughs> which sucked. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, it was my it was my first year. Yeah, he made it about 40 yards. All the other ones, they just yeah, they didn't even they didn't even last that far. I think the but does are crazy. They yeah. just go and go and go. They have that extra adrenaline of just I'm I'm gonna live. They don't, but yeah, it's crazy. Well, hopefully they did. Yeah. For their sake. Yeah, right. But, you know, bad shots happen. It yeah, happens. They, they do. Especially when when you were shooting those deer, you were fairly inexperienced. You didn't know how to handle the yeah. stress of a deer being in your face. Yep. Yep. Like, uh, let's see, my first year, I, I'm i pretty sure I shouldered a doe. Because I remember I texted you, and I remember you flying in. And you were just sitting there hooting and hollering like, yeah, yeah, we got a deer down. And we were just sitting looking. We found the other half of the arrow. Things were looking good, and we just did not recover. No. It, we was, looked, it was really dark, It too. was dark, and we looked for a long time. Yeah. And, and we I, and I thought I was on the trail, and I just circled back to where I originally shot her. I'm like, what is going on here? They do what say is... deer tend to do that. They will circle back yeah. once they're shot because they're injured, and they don't know... They don't know what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, because I remember I saw the first blood trail, and I was following, following, following. And then I found the half of the arrow. It was, and I realized it was right where I shot. I was like, what is, how do I, how do you, because I remember sitting there, and it wasn't very far. It was like a 20-yard shot. And she, yeah, she was off. And But, yeah, I remember just cycling right back to where I shot her. I was very confused i was like this is a very confusing situation <laughs> here yeah and those other ones yeah were, were when i uh switched to the uh is that the g5s no no when i switched my um sites i got the iq site oh man that really screwed me up because i'm i set it up wrong you're supposed to set up the iq site with a peep site and i was like well with this you don't need a peep site well of course any other guy is not going to read instructions. They're just going to be excited to <laughs> throw it on there and say, Throw yeah. those things in the garbage can. Don't need these. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so I slapped it on there, and I, you know, shot 10 yards. Yeah, perfect. Well, you kind of have to shoot further than 10 yards to see oh, how yeah. accurate you actually are. You yeah. know, I learned that very quickly after missing a decent buck at 30 yards. And, yeah, but, yeah, I you know I've, I make sure that when I do shoot and I make sure I'm accurate is I scoop back, scoop back, scoop back, scoop back, and... Make sure I'm sitting in, sitting very well. Yeah, it's not like shooting a gun where it's pretty <laughs> level shooting for a mm. good long distance. I mean, once you're sh- like a sharpshooter, you're shooting far. That takes skill. That mm-hmm. takes practice and you know due diligence. But Most with a bow, yeah. you know you start with a new bow, new arrows, new equipment. You start ten yards. You shoot. Mm-hmm. You shoot. You shoot. You're good. You move back to twenty. You shoot. You shoot. You shoot. Most bows, ten and twenty, will be about the same. Maybe yep. about a little bit of a drop or a gain, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you move back, and then you move back. And then I normally only shoot back to about 40 yards because where we hunt, 
Yeah, 40 yards is... There's no reason why I need to shoot further than 40 yards where we hunt. Yeah. Yeah, I told, yeah that's what I told myself is 40 is plenty. Usually yeah, 30 yards is my max. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to shoot further than 30 yards. Yeah, I've never even came to a situation. To, well, I came to a situation with Timu. I believe he was about 40, 45 yards-ish, but I thought he was coming in, so I didn't even try. But no, he, he turned around and went behind me. He went the other way. He did get... Because he was about 40, 45 yards, and then he went uh, around, and he came to right where a trail is, and he stopped, and he was just looking around, and yeah, I would say that was probably about 40 yards, and that's where I was really starting to think about it. Yeah, but 40 yards is, you know, I haven't, really, I'm not too comfortable with 40 yards, just because of the fact that we would never really had opportunities at 40. You know, 20, 30 is usually the perfect number, and so I was like, I, I don't want to injure this deer, I don't want to, you know shoulder him or anything like that i'd rather play it safe yeah but now i'm i'm making sure that i'm at 40 yards because yeah, after yeah. missing timu the biggest deer i've ever seen yeah i'm yeah i'm making just sure. for a little uh clarification uh we like to name the deer we know that we see over and over again or we have pattern to an extent we like to name them after hockey players because we're big hockey fans which you'll find out later on uh, the one we got a Euro mountain in front of us of a deer he shot. David shot a couple years ago. Uh, his name was Miko. He's a decent nine pointer. The ninth point, he kind of rubbed that thing off though. It's more of a blade now. Yeah, it's tip- typical eight, but there there is a little just notch. A, just a little notch there. there where the ninth point was. Yeah, well, his yeah, name was it was Miko. definitely definitely a little bit. It was definitely a little bit bigger before he rubbed it off. But, so. Uh, so just so just a little clarification there. If you hear him saying Timu, that dude was a big eight pointer. Yeah. Like he was a big, big, big mature deer. Awesome deer. And there was uh the grade eight OV, Alex Ovechkin, the grade eight. He was a wide I've had a, I had an encounter with him too. He was a wide eight. I would say he would probably score the same as Timu, but he was wide. And with Timu he was he had that perfect not too wide, but also nice and tall. Like he had the the wide and the tall. But yeah, he was. He th- they were both eight pointers, and they're both number eight. So we already had Ovi down, and we saw Timu, and Timu was another good hockey player that was number eight. So we chose Timu on that. Timu Solane. <laughs> but yeah, we, I've had two encounters with probably the two biggest deer I've ever seen. And I haven't seen anything since, except for when we saw by the apple tree. That was a big deer. That was, he, I, his bases were like a, probably a Red Bull can at the bases. Yeah. From what I could tell, we were about... Like a 12-ounce or the 16-ounce cans, because those 12 ones are... The bigger ones. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like a beer bottle. Okay. Like a beer bottle. That's, yeah, that's pretty... He's a, yeah, and he's just sitting there eating the, them apples at 7.30 at night, 90... Or 86 degrees. Yeah, roughly around there. Yeah, uh, you pulled the binoculars. Well, we were pulling up, and I thought I saw something. And it's a little spot that curved in the trail. It's like, hey, what is that? And so, you know, you curved in there, and we're like, holy crap, this is a good spot to park, so let's park. What I saw was probably just a big dying leaf that looked like, you know, it was like grayish, tannish color. But, uh, yeah, we stopped there. Josh pulled out the uh, binoculars, and he was scoping it out. And he was talking about something I don't really remember. 
probably something pointless. No. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right as he was saying something, he was handing me the binoculars. I heard bleats. Oh, sounds like a doe. Like right down the about 20 yards from us. I mean, it was, sounded really close. And uh, I saw movement probably about 100, 100, how far was it? 100, 150 yards there? About 150 yards out is where yeah, the apple tree I, was at. I saw a little bit of movement by the apple tree. I'm like, Oh crap! Let me take a look, and I looked in the binoculars, and I saw a big, big body. You know, I so I got excited. And I'm like, "Holy crap! Like, bucker doe! Like, this is a this is a nice this is a nice deer to keep an eye on." And so I'm sitting here blabbering, getting all excited, got all lightheaded. Cause I got too <laughs> way too excited. <laughs> I was I was like, "Oh my gosh! Okay, this is it! Like, this is this is what gets you going." And so. I was looking, I was looking, I was like, yeah, he's not turning, I can't really, or I can't, it's not turning, I can't really see what it is, and so I hand you binoculars, and I can still see that it was still standing there, and I can see the head moving, probably nibbling on some apples, but yeah, he slowly started turning, you're like, okay, I'm starting to see see a base here, and I'm starting to yep. see something, you didn't see the full rack, but you saw, yeah, it was, you saw the base. saw the bases of the antlers, and I could see about a third of the way up, and mm-hmm. it was thick the whole way up, and I could just see where it was starting to split. And, I mean, body-wise, that deer oh, was, he was he was big. He was a big, big deer. And then his antlers, they were obscured by the apple tree that he was just munching on apples at. And he only hung around for, I don't know, he was probably there for like... Ten minutes or so? Yeah, maybe. Not very long. And then yeah, by the yeah. time we spotted him, I mean, he was already basically, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he, he was bleeding and... For me, I thought that would have been a doe. The noises he was making yeah. sounded like sounded a like doe. a doe. I was like, okay, this is a nice doe, and but he just kept going, bleating, bleating along, and he started going east along that ridge there, up towards the river, or the creek. We just kept listening and listening and listening, and yeah, he eventually went away. But it was a decent time of the day too. Like I was very surprised. Like okay, we're gonna stay here for you know, maybe till dark time when we actually might see something or hear something but no that, that that was very surprising yeah i didn't expect him to i didn't expect to see a big buck that early in the evening i did mm-hmm. not but there he was yeah so hopefully we'll catch him on camera add him to the inventory if that's what people call it these days and hopefully be able to make a move on him if we can you know and it's hard to say right now because once is that velvet sheds yeah, he could be a couple properties down. Yeah, he could be gone for all yeah, we know. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens with that. I'm pretty confident we're going to have him on one of the trail cams. Because mm-hmm. he looked like he was walking towards your cam. Yep. But who knows? These deer do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. They've yep, that's... got freedom of choice. and We'll see. Hopefully, if we don't get him, hopefully they'll make it till next season. Yeah. Yep. Maybe, he's, maybe he's a guy from... Uh, couple properties down he's just checking it out checking yeah. the area see where he can get a food source well he found that apple tree yeah, he found that apple tree and around the area there is a garden for him to munch on to yeah. so yeah which is why we're there to keep them from destroying this person's garden <laughs> and for us to uh hopefully get a mature deer <laughs> yeah. well he's like uh the man's property that we hunt he's it's like just just shoot them all shoot the deer get them out <laughs> of here shoot them all. Like I can only shoot one. I can only I can only get one. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you need to bring a buddy in. I'm like, well, then we can take two. <laughs> like, I only know 
certain amount of people yeah. <laughs> that hunt. All right. So we're at two now. That's not going to put a huge dent in the population of the deer that want to eat your garden. Yeah. yeah. Deer may have an affinity for tomatoes. I don't know. I'm yeah. not a deer, <laughs> but I imagine they probably eat tomatoes. Yeah, it doesn't help with all that asparagus that's along his driveway, too. There's a lot of asparagus. A uh, lot of asparagus. And it's delicious because yes. it's brought me lots of it. And that garlic. Ooh, that garlic is good. Yeah, I never even thought about planting. Like, I love to eat garlic, but I never thought about growing it myself. Yeah, like, yeah. that's never even occurred to me. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see if uh, we do get him on cam, and hopefully he could, we can see if he sticks around a little bit. Maybe he likes something that he sees in the area. Because, yeah, in that area, we've only got one mature buck on cam, but we only had... Did we only have that one cam out last year in that little grove that you sat in that's flooded, yeah. that's flooded out? Yep. I think we only put one cam in last year. Yeah. And you got that nice mature buck yeah, in there. Yeah. Walking through there. Yeah. We yeah. only had the Exodus trail camera out there last year because I'm not sure why we didn't put any more out. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't have any good excuses for it. Last year, we kind of slacked way more we, than... We did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, we were. I think we were still like licking our wounds because we didn't have. Oh gosh, yeah, because because we lost East Chain. Yeah. I think we yeah, were still because we can sit in the same spot that we both shot that deer from, but the access to that is add an extra forty-five minutes of walking to it because you have to walk all the way across the management area and across, the, across creek. the creek. Which right now I think would be pretty easy. Well, to cross. Yeah, yeah, it would be pretty but decent now. Last but few years that creek's. Creeks have been high. We've had lots of, yep, lots and lots of water. Yep. And before that, we were able to uh, get in our stand within ten minutes. Yeah. You know, you you put your gear on and you walk and you're walking to the corn for about five minutes and then you walk along the edge and bam, you're right there to the stand and it's perfect. I do have to say, walking through corn, no matter how far you have to go, seems like a hell of a lot longer than <laughs> five minutes. Yeah, and, and especially walking to the saxophone, like from where we parked like it's just like endless yeah. and, but it wasn't very far it wasn't very far but it was just and like you'll always lose arrows no matter what <laughs> no matter what you know, I yeah. had six here now I have four what, <laughs> what the hell happened <laughs> yeah yeah they need to make uh, quivers better yeah. that hold arrows better mm-hmm. see I did like my fir- my well the quiver I had before I have one now because it has two points that it sticks to mm-hmm. and so That's it has a good is. But mine only has one, and they move, wobble, and yeah, they, they, even sl- they even slide out. I've been out. walking behind you, and you're just dropping arrows, and I'm just picking them up, <laughs> just following you. Like, yeah. Dave, you dropped these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they just wiggle. Just You pick up your bow, and they just start sliding down. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is... Is that the same one that broke, and you had to like, super glue back together? Or did you get yeah, another the one top of it. Then? No, yeah, the top of it pops off. It's, I, I think I've... <laughs> so cheap <dumb>. ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get better equipment. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I think I might be a little more of the old school feel of equipment. Shitty equipment that you lose your equipment with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for I would say I do love my bow. That, that I probably will. I might even stick with this bow for the rest of my life unless, you know, the kid's like, hey, I want a bow hunt too. Well, then that'll be his and I'll buy the same exact <laughs> one. <laughs> I got to yeah. shoot my bow for one more year. And then I'm allowed to get another one. That's what the wife says. Oh, really? Yeah. She says three years, and then you can get another bow. Okay. That's a good amount. And I never buy expensive bows. I always buy not expensive the, bows. The, the low end of nice bows. Yeah, right, yeah. Because, well, I'm yeah. poor, so I can't yeah. afford no. super nice bows. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'm not poor, but I'm cheap. <clears throat> 
but you know trying like, to be smart about spending right. your money and yes. it's just like i i got a lot of friends who shoot archery and i'll go shoot archery with them and like i shoot just as good with my not thousand dollar bow as they do with their thousand dollar bow mm-hmm. so like Yep. I don't need to have a super expensive bow. And it's hard for me because I'm so short and I don't want this super huge axle-axle <laughs> bow. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm dragging a truck around with me <laughs> when I have one of those. Yeah. So I shoot every bow I've had for the past, uh, I don't know, I'd say since 2012 has been a 28-axle-to-axle. Yeah. Everyone's been short. A short yep. bow like me because I'm tiny. And you've walked into the woods behind me and you see the pass I decided to take and you're probably like, why the hell did you go there? I can't get through that. Yeah. I always find myself veering around shit that you walk yeah. through. I'm just like, God, man. I'm <laughs> and I'm just ducking it. <laughs> like, no big deal. How does it feel to be a hobbit? Jesus. <laughs> Josh the hobbit. Yes. So yeah. So I shoot like, yeah, my Hoyt is a 28 axle to axle and I shoot great with it. Mm-hmm. So one more year won't hurt me, but like, are you looking at a, like a certain I bow that you're at? I don't have any like plans on what I want to shoot yeah. next. Yeah. I really liked my Hoyt. I really liked my Matthews I had before. Before that, I had a PSE, which was probably a kid's bow that I traded a huge old. Oh, like the bear that I was using yeah, for the first year? Yeah, yeah. Like really, really old, tiny cam bow that my mm-hmm. dad bought me years and years ago. So I traded that for a smaller bow that fit me better. And not ever since I got that tiny uh, PSE, that 28 axle axle, I was like, this feels good. Like, yeah. Because I'm not a huge guy, so yep. I don't need a giant bow. But I listened to other podcasts where the the guys are just a little bit taller than me or about the same size and they're shooting like 31 inch axle to axles. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't think they got to walk through the same shit. I got to walk. Through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing I have no idea. Right. Yeah. I'm not with them, but I don't, I like the short axle bows, but they don't make the short axle bows in like the top of the line. So if I do right. get a, a, like a top of the line bow at some point, I'm going to have to go up, which would be cool too, because my shooting speed will be a lot better. My, not my, you know, stopping power from the arrow is going to be a lot better. Yep. But yep. I haven't had a problem with that so far. Right. So we'll see. And then the arrows I'm shooting, and you're shooting the same ones, right? Yep. Yep. Those, yep. Uh, yep. You and you and Jack got those, and I said, you know, that's not a bad price for having some decent arrows. So right. Because, yeah. you know, go, I mean, because, you know, we ever since we started for the first four or five years, we always bought arrows at Walmart that are, like, five inches too long <laughs> and uh they're actually pretty decent arrows at walmart i'm gonna give them props for for having those i mean I we think, started out I with think, those wolverines or whatever right but, yeah those but are. they did have some other options that, that what was that carbon express they had there was that was that yeah they're carbon express yeah and you know those weren't too bad those i'm were guessing those good. ones are like because they probably want like uh point zero zero three like yep. straightness and those mm-hmm. ones must just be slightly out of that yeah so they're not perfectly straight so yep. like the factory rejects they get sent to right. walmart yeah. but i mean i killed deer with them oh yeah so you know actually every single deer that i killed were from walmart really yeah i well ever since i switched to the ones that you guys got yeah i haven't had haven't an had, opportunity yeah yet. well you had an opportunity on that old eight yeah i should have <laughs> you should have i should have so yeah that old eight was there like a problem with the shot you had or was there 
you weren't sure of the age of the deer or uh what I did did have, you have your bow in your hand yeah yeah i had my bow in my hand and i was ready to draw um my first initial thought was small rack so i went to the identity of the body and the body was massive like he it, he had the body of an old deer you know sagging stomach his throat was massive and i'm just sitting here thinking because he f- followed the trail that i walked to the stand to which kind of comes kind of like a v towards you from the left side and um so he was walking his head was pretty much walking straight towards me you know and if i see eyes i make no movement i make no sound and you know he gets to the end of the v and starts walking straight you know i was like okay i'm starting to feel like i could get a shot that's where i kind of got an idea of his antlers i started looking at his antlers again and they were thick like they were just thick all the way to the tips like there was just it was just a thick antler deer and i was just sitting here like i'm okay this might be actually an older deer that's you know kind of on the decline because his antlers were small i mean they weren't small small was he just like he came up and like his points were just smaller yeah like, like everything three, was just inches? like the base of miku's antlers and like like it was just I'd never seen a deer like this before, and I was very confused. I'm like, you know, I was at the at the point of my shot, which was probably about maybe two, three minutes long, was debating on if he was a good deer to shoot or not. And I did come with a, the uh, idea of maybe I should take a shot at him. By that time, he was already walking behind me. And I was, because I was, he got to like the, you know, when you're walking and you go straight, and then there's that just lone little small yep. little yep. tree there. That's where I kind of made the initial thought, but then he came right behind me. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was cool because I was I was playing with him. I was calling with him, and he was very into the call. Um, like he was coming down the path. I was calling him. He got about halfway down the path, and then he kind of got into the thicker part of the woods, and he was just looking around, and he was very interested on what deer this was. And so he went back up the path, and he made he made a nice scrape there. And, you know, I saw a tree. I thought he was gone, and I thought it was, you know, a rabbit. Or, I mean, a rabbit, a squirrel. A <laughs> rabbit up in the tree. Up in the tree, yeah. <laughs> that'd be, hey, that'd be kind of cool to see. No, uh, no, I saw a tree moving around, and I thought it was just a squirrel playing around because I see that all the time. And um, I saw a leg kicking. I was like, oh. Wow, and I saw him put his nose to the where he was rubbing, and it's like, oh, that's that's him. Okay, so I made another call, and he got more aggressive. So I just laid off, you know, because you know being patient actually is what really gets them going. And so I laid off, and he came right back at me, and that's where I made the decision of should I or shouldn't I. Yeah, and by the time I made a decision that I should should have shot him. I think I think mostly what I did want to make me shoot him too was the fact that Bella was along with us and so she can experience right. what we are actually working for. Yep. But also I was thinking, you know, maybe you will have that opportunity for that. I could let this guy pass. But I was like, ah, the, he seems like an older eight that, you know, he's seen his time, you know, time to get meat in the freezer that I haven't had for the past two years. Mm. I should, but. It was too late. Like, I had a bad shot once I decided that. Right, yeah, you don't want to take a bad (coughs) shot. 
Yeah, because I because that's what a Miko happened to Miko was I had a bad shot and I don't want to make that happen again. So there were other times I get to go after him and unfortunately I didn't get to see him again. So that was kind of a bummer. But I wonder if that's who we saw under the apple tree. Oh no, 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 no. Like he seemed like he like this one was he was old. Like that one we saw was you know like a four and a half year old mature. You know he saw the. He saw the nice muscles the muscle, on it and yeah, everything. Like yeah. this guy, he was like, you know, everything looked like he was mushy. <laughs> Just, <laughs> hey, where's your muscles at? Oh, I'm trying. Yeah, no, yeah, he was, he was. Just he was, a middle-aged dude walking yeah, around the woods. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was an old guy. and That old guy at bars that tries to pick a fight with everybody? Yeah, that guy? Fucking goddamn, goddamn kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of mad that I let him go, but, you know, he got to live a little longer, so. I'm not too mad about it. Plus, I got excited, too, because I've never seen so many bucks pass through while sitting throughout the year. I didn't see a single doe walk by me. I mean, I I know that you talked about a lot of does that you saw, but I did not have a single doe walk past me. It was all young yeah, bucks and that, that one old one. But that's all I saw were just young and old. Like, no, there was there that 10-pointer that uh, old man was talking about never walked through. It was just young who are walking through very fast some guys were really booking it yeah they always came through the only time they slowed down is i was in that other ladder stand about i don't know 70 yards north of where you were at mm-hmm. the, that, that was the only time i ever saw bucks kind of like hang up a little bit and kind of chill out and yep. you know we're walking sort of slow not real slow but yep. sort of slow but you know, there was I was sitting in that stand, and uh, Stephen was sitting in the stand you were sitting in, and I had those. There was this would have been it was his first year that he tagged, mm-hmm. and you know they they walked by, and I let him know, hey, there's some couple bucks moving your way, you know, get ready. And a little while later, I get a phone call, like I just shot one, like all right, sit 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 still, I'll be there in a minute. Yep. So I walked down, and, and I. When I get there, he's out of his stand on the ground, shaking like a yeah. leaf, just, you know, just ecstatic. Yep. And, yeah, a little buck that had walked past me six or seven minutes before made it to him, and mm-hmm. he took the shot on it, and good shot. Deer nice. ran 25 yards and piled up and was yep. dead by the time we got to it, so yep. that was good. And yep. That's was exciting a, to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun putting, you know, new hunters on deer. Yeah. Because yeah, that, that feeling that we had when we first started hunting, you know, we saw just, you know, these little button bucks and we're just like shaking in our stands. Yeah. Just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is so insane. You know, we, you know, it's still cool to see that, it's just, but it's like not what we're looking for. Right. But it's still yeah. cool to see. But like thinking back to it, it's just like, oh God, I was shaking in my boots when I was sitting in my but stand. It seems like every deer that walks past me, I still get excited. Oh yeah, I still, of course. Like doe, fawn, buck, don't mm-hmm. matter. I still get excited. Oh yeah. It still gets me going. Like yeah. it's still fun. Especially the first deer that you see. When you're sitting in your stand, you're yep. like, okay, yeah, this is what I enjoy. Yeah, this I is love it. it. You know, I you get to it. wake up way before everybody else, hit the gas station, get your cheap ass nasty coffee from the <laughs> gas station, maybe a snack, and you get to go sit in the woods. You get to watch the woods come alive. Oh god, wake that's up. the most amazing feeling. Is just like you're sitting, like for me, I do get a little, I get creeped out pretty easily out in the woods, especially walking to the stand. But once you get in there, and then you hear all the little critters kind of getting home and all that stuff. Now it's not so bad, but when I remember when we first started hunting, that creeped the 
watch. Uh, I used to turn my like I used to turn my headlamps on and look around. Oh my gosh, what's yeah. that? What was that? Every I'm, sound I'm sitting here, here, twenty feet in the air, and there's these you know little critters just running around. Yeah. They're not gonna come up. They're, they're not, not gonna, gonna come up you. and <laughs> do anything. But you're sitting. You're still like, oh my gosh, I don't know what you are, so I'm just gonna be creeped out. But now it's just like, okay, they're just heading home. Yeah, still kind of like still a little on edge, like. What are you? But yeah. But you're still how far up in a tree? You're probably yeah. gonna be okay. Except for yeah, sitting in the ladder stand though. Raccoons always walking up the damn ladder, all the time. I always have to shine my flashlight. And, oh, I'm gonna turn around. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I shouldn't go up this ladder <laughs> yeah. stand. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but no, yeah, watching watching the sunrise come up and is just and seeing everything come alive. You know, the rabbits and the squirrels and the obviously the deer too but like, holy crap like it's amazing watching yeah. everything come alive one of my favorite parts is when you finally get settled in your stand because you feel like because you try to be as quiet as you can setting up your stand and all that regardless you're going to make some sound yeah there's going to be sound yep you're setting up your stand you feel like you're being super chaotic and you sit there you finally get settled you're finally comfortable in your stand and then it's just absolute silence. Yeah, you get that kind of little ringing in yeah, your ringing ear, in your and you're ear, just like, like it's so your body's alert, trying to search for some sort of yeah, sound. Yeah, you're so quiet. Everything's so quiet that it's all of a sudden loud. Mm-hmm. But then you settle, you settle, you settle. Your ears adjust, and then all you hear is the crickets chirping. Mm-hmm. Every and then once the sun starts coming up, you start hearing birds mm-hmm. chirping, and then you start seeing like things moving around, and like you see the world coming, like waking up. Mm-hmm. Off in the distance, you hear a hawk scream. You know, it's just, it's so cool to just be a part of that and see that. And a lot of people, they don't, they don't know what that feels like. Yep. And I think that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Cause like everybody that doesn't hunt, they're just like, oh, you guys are just animal killers or all oh, you guys are just weird. And it's just like, you don't understand the experience. Yeah. Like even the, you don't have to. Killing kill is such anything. a small part of it. Like other times, I come out of the woods because I didn't, I didn't tag out. That I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's like three quarters of the way into the season where yeah. like I'm yeah. down to the wire and yeah. you know I have to make something happen or nothing's gonna happen at all. But yeah, I mean, the, the very- still, still that waking up with the woods or having the woods wake up mm-hmm. around you is still an enjoyable experience every single time. Yep. Even if it's super cold outside, it's still an enjoyable experience. Like it's still cool to see. You might be sitting there shivering and cursing the world, but like you know, I kind of actually enjoyed the that whole shivering part. It just gets the feel of like things are about to happen. I don't know. It's well, like, are you shivering because you're cold or shivering because you're excited? It might be a little bit of both. Maybe, maybe. A little bit of both. that's all right. <laughs> I can get down with that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you you watch the world come alive. You see deer walk past you. You get all excited. I mean, it might not be the deer that you're after, and they might just be cruising by with no. You don't know where they're going or what they're mm-hmm. doing, but it's still just cool watching them go about their way. Oh, yeah. And you know, there's a certain power you have too by like. If I wanted you, you would be mine. Yeah. You know that I think that's the human experience of it. Like we're on the high end of the food chain and we know that. So, you know, you watch a deer walk by and, and I think I touched my bow or I grabbed I shot that I shot at that one doe who ducked my arrow last year. I think I grabbed my bow one other time besides that. Oh yeah. And that's it. Otherwise it was just hanging there. Mm-hmm. I'm not a killer. No. Nope. I'm not a killer. I'm a hunter. Nope. I'm hunting for something in particular, whether it's within my grasp or not, is yet to be seen. But I'm not going out there just to kill yeah. furry animals. Oh, no. I can afford to go buy meat at the grocery yeah, store. Yeah. I'm not going to starve. 
So that's my uh, problem with like people like, well, I'm a meat eater. You can't cook antlers. Like, you can cook beef steaks. You can cook those all day long, (laughs) and you would spend less on those than you would on all the hunting equipment and the time you had to take off Mm. work to go hunting. Mm -hmm. Especially the hat and the gloves that you miss every freaking year. That's my (laughs) every year. Got to buy a new hat. I got to buy a new hat and new gloves every single year. Except for I found a hat. I lifted up my uh, I lifted up the back seat of my truck. There's a hat camouflage hat just sitting there. I'm like, Phew, this would have been a nice to know that this was here because I wouldn't have to buy another one. <laughs> Jeez. Where's it at now? It's still there. Okay, good. I know where it's at now. Keep it there. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't lose it this time. Yeah. Because be yeah, I have a tote here. I have a tote here and tote here. And, you know, the girlfriend's just like, why don't you have all of your stuff sitting in one spot? And that's a good point. That is a really good And point. I don't do anything about it. And that's probably where every single missing piece that I have sitting I, right there. I finally, after I cleaned out the uh, <clears throat> shop part of my garage, I finally have all of my hunting stuff in one spot. Oh, yeah. I have to wash it all still because it's probably just rank. Mm-hmm. But yep. it's all in one spot as far, except for my uh, my neck gator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the plight's yeah. all neck gator. That's in my backpack because I brought that with into the woods so the mosquitoes weren't eating my neck. Right, yeah. God, they've been so bad this year. No ticks, though. No ticks. That's what I'm impressed by is no ticks. I haven't that's, seen that's I haven't weird. Found a single tick. I wonder if that's a, a moisture thing. It's been too dry. That if they all found a good host already, and the deer we're going to kill are just going to be covered with them. Yeah. And I see yeah. the deer that we're going to kill because I'm being optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jinx me. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so uh, so what are your uh, your personal goals for this year? Uh, being more patient. Um but moving around more because every year I get comfortable with a certain spot and I feel like that spot's meant to be every single time. Even if we are backpacking in, like I'll go up to the same tree or the ladder stand. That's all at old man spot. Yep. I'll go, I'll go right there because I, I really do enjoy that spot, but I think it's more of maybe try to move around a lot more, but being more patient because you know, impatience get to you and it kind of ruins yeah. your goals you know you're sitting there the sun comes up and uh you're not seeing anything you're not seeing anything you're not mm-hmm. seeing anything you're like mm-hmm. all right i'm gonna go into town i'm gonna get a bite to eat take a short nap i'll come back this afternoon and like just because it's the sun's up doesn't mean the deer have stopped yep. moving yep. which we both fall victim to that because you know you you might get bored after you know the excitement of the world coming alive and then mm-hmm. the world's alive and then Everything kind of settles down. Yep, yep. And, and you're, you're just sitting like, here and there's nothing going on and you can't hear anything. You can't see anything. And you're just like, is this pointless? <laughs> I'm, should I get something to eat and maybe take a little nap? Because I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when you just yep. get comfortable yep. in your stand and just put your head back and take so a yeah, little. Falling victim of being impatient and, uh, yeah, try to get more of a point of view of, Pay, and pay more attention to, you know, the wind, the temperature, when you're seeing deer, what's the environment like then? If you don't see deer, should you try something a little else? Maybe even 50 yards to where you can see a, a different certain area. So you can see if you can hear anything in a different area, see if there's anything movement. I wonder if that boredom like that. comes from sitting in the same area knowing every twig, every leaf, every branch, mm-hmm. every weed on the ground. I mean, you got that mental picture of that spot and you're stuck in your mm-hmm. brain and you know it so well that you're just like... And every single time that you look into a certain spot, you're like, wow, is that a buck? And you know, it's just a little bush. <laughs> every single time. Well, I swore that was a buck. Uh, it's just It's still it's the just same twigs. bush that's been there. It's still twigs, man. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. So as far as shooting a deer, do you have 
a certain like criteria or is it going to be just the first thing that gets your heart pumping? Mm, I think it might be the same as every year just because you don't really know, especially with uh, um, not knowing very much of the inventory of the area, you know, because it's been three years since I've had meat in the freezer and I still haven't even used my grinder yet, which is very upsetting because I bought that four years ago. I got Miko and didn't get to use the grinder on him. But uh, I'd like to get meat in the freezer so, you know, I don't mind getting a dough. Um, I, th- I think I might use the warmer part of the beginning of the season to see if I can um, get a decent buck or at least kind of get his pattern down. But once it starts to get a little cooler, I might get the idea of maybe going after either or depend- depending. Depends on that. Yeah. But I just want to get meat in the freezer. So if it, once it starts to get cool and I see a nice dough... But of, of course, once it starts to get cool, you're going to start seeing deer move more. So you're like, well, what if there's that chance of that buck coming right, around? You know, right. that whole deal, you kind of fighting with yourself of what do you want to do. Um, I don't know. I think I might be patient and just slow my roll on should I or shouldn't I. I wish in our area, I wish they would give like bonus doe tags to archery hunters. I agree. Because there I, are a lot of does. There's a ton of does Lots and of does. a lot of little baby bucks. And few, I mean, they're out there. There's big bucks out oh, there. They yeah, are out there. There are some nice. But as far as the yeah. doe population goes, there's a ton of them. Yeah, there's. But, I mean, in our area with our point restrictions, there's just deer, not many deer get to live to see maturity. So. No, no, a lot of um, a lot of deer don't even make it to their first rut here. I mean, with a lot of people out here, which, you know, good for them, they get a deer, but a lot of people don't let a lot of deer walk by and let them kind of live their lives a little bit. Yeah, because that's what's for me is that I have respect for the animal that I'm taking. So is that I want them to shoot a baby buck? Yeah, I want that. I want to buck. I want to let them live their lives, you know, let them experience what being a deer is. I don't want to just shoot one just to have some meat in the freezer. I want to respect their who they are. Yeah, and it's like for sure. you'll hear people complain that, well, we're not seeing any big bucks. We're not seeing any big bucks. Well, you're shooting all the little bucks. Yeah. I mean, shoot what makes you happy, absolutely. Yeah, of course. But don't turn around and bitch about it later because you're not seeing any mature bucks because, well, there aren't any because you mm-hmm. keep killing them when they're babies. Mm-hmm. Like, let let those little guys go. Those little fourcorns, let them, let them walk. Mm-hmm. Let, them, let them go live to see another day. Well, if I don't shoot them, my neighbor will. Well, you just turn into that neighbor. You know, you are mm-hmm. that neighbor. The one that you're talking bad about, that's who you are. Yeah. Like, let them go, let them walk, let them pass, which I do year in and year out with little bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even touch my bow when a little buck oh, walks yeah. by. I just don't even, it doesn't even come into my brain like, hey, I could shoot this deer, which I know I can, but I'm not <laughs> going to because what's the point? Yeah. Well, I got meat in the freezer. Well, I got meat in my freezer too, but it's just not venison, which I love eating venison, but <laughs> not so much that I want to take a life at such a young age from a deer. Yeah. You know, I've taken mostly young deer. I mean, I don't, I don't regret it, but just as years have gone, I've just, yeah, I just came to the respect of it, of, I want to see this deer live, you know, right. I want to, I want to say, yeah, I remember this deer two years ago. I remember that little, like Miko, for instance, has a nice, unique, unique little spot. Like, I remember seeing that two years ago. Yeah. Oh, you're still living. Yeah. You've lived a good life. That's good. Like that no, young, aw- shoot you that young gonna, awkward buck we've seen on camera. Like, I'm going to put you in my freezer. After two years. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, they get, they get to go out there. They get to spread the gene pool, get to mate, get yep. to go through their, their ruts and, you yep. know, live as a deer. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I think I, I think um, investigating on the points restriction should be 
suggested on especially the area we're at because we have very little amount of deer in our area just because it's over been overwhelmed with corn like once the corn's gone there's really nowhere for deer to live also except for you know the swampy areas and the and the uh along the rivers like it would be good to see that deer get, do get to live in this area right compared to what we have which is not very much that's why i think there's an argument to be made in our area at least for the gun season to be moved out of the rut, at least for our area down in southern Minnesota. I think there's an argument to be made where moving the rut out of the gun season would would make sense for us. And I read some articles and try to figure out why it is the way it is, and I think it's been since, like, 1956. Mm -hmm. It's been the closest weekend to November 6th is when the gun season is. And the reason why was because back in 1956 there was much harsher winters. Okay. Much harsher winters. Mm -hmm. They're a lot harder. It got cold. There was snow on the ground. Nobody wants to go hunting when it's cold as hell outside. Right. Which I, I get that. Right. But Nobody wants to do that. It's 2020 now, and our winters aren't the way they used to be. So I think it needs to be reexamined, at least for you know the shotgun zones in southern right. Minnesota. Right. I mean, if they wanted the rifle zones the same up in northern Minnesota, I get it because it gets colder up there faster. Yeah. Yep. But down here, I mean, during gun season this last year, I mean, it was. It was relatively warm. Like, it was pretty nice was. out still. Yeah. You know? There might have been frost on the ground in the mornings, but there wasn't a foot of snow. No. Nope. I remember when I was going uh, gun hunting when I was a kid, I mean, there would be snow on the ground. Like, it would yeah. be snowing when you're going to your stand. Like, it was cold. It was it was kind of brutal, but it was fun. I mean, I, I liked it. Yeah. But the climate's not the same as it used to be. Right. So, there needs to be adjustments based on that as well, not just... Well, this is tradition. This is what it's always been. So this is what it's going to be. Well, it wasn't always been that way, because it was a different well since time before since 1956. And I think before that, they're just you just went hunting in the fall. It's just what you did. Oh, okay. I don't know if there was even any much regulation. I guess I didn't read yeah, that deep into it. Yeah, I suppose it was. So uh, it I was think, back in the day. Yeah. So, but I mean, 56. That was forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> How many people do you know that were born that long ago? That was nine years before my dad was born. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A long time ago. So it should be reexamined. I think there's there there is an argument to be made based on the deer populations in certain areas. But you know, I mean, you look at like southeastern Minnesota or like the metro areas or things like that and like they have a huge deer population mm -hmm. a massive deer population like they they want you to go in there and shoot as many deer as you can but here we're limited to one deer every year what is the cause of our lack of a deer population well is I, it is it corn no because I, they eat corn yeah yeah i i have seen some certain areas change throughout the years like um Albert Lee, which is an hour east of us, and they were a managed area, which is two deer. And as of recently, they've switched to one deer. Have they? Yes. Because I remember we both... Oh, wait. I got a deer, and you haven't had one yet. Boy, you're looking for a bonus tag? But I got a bonus tag... We actually did go slug that time. Was that when we went over to the bluffs out east? No, we went to Albert Lee, just outside of Albert Lee. Oh, south of Albert Lee. Yep. And we uh, we actually went slug that time. I think it was just because we went to a new area. 
it would have been easier for us and all that. And you saw one, you saw one deer, and I saw one deer. And it was a cool area. That was a cool spot. Yeah, but there was no movement at other than them two deer we saw. I don't think it helped that there was crops being picked right across oh, the road yeah. from us. Yeah, I remember too. Uh, there, yeah, there was gut piles and everything. It's like what. What's going on here? <laughs> but, but I remember walking through the area and it was really, really cool until we got into the tall grass and you shot every single sign that we <laughs> came across <laughs> because you kept tripping on the grass because how short your legs are. <laughs> the joys of being a hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a cool area. Um, I actually wouldn't mind going back to that spot because there was that, because we parked and then there was. Uh, electrical line that was completely cleared out that you were allowed to walk along and then there was groves on each side that weren't too thick that you were able to walk through very easily without even making any noises a few brush spots where we kicked up a doe one time and i was thinking about shooting it too oh and there's that drainage ditch down the bottom that we hit across yeah yeah okay yeah yeah and uh but she was running away from us and she was running too fast and i didn't want to make a stupid shot because i believe there was a hunter that was like 50 yards um, yeah, I'm about 50 yards past that, and I didn't want to make a stupid shot, so yeah. I was like, no, I'm I'm okay. I already got I my deer. Every so. place we went to after that, there was hunters behind every curve. Yeah, oh, every, yeah. yeah there's just hunters everywhere. Yeah. Which, public land, gun season, it's expected. I mean, oh, wait, no, that was Wasika. Oh, that was Wasika. That was Wasika. The Albert Lee was the one that we were sitting in where, that, where they were... Picking crops. Picking crops, yep. That's where you saw a doe, and I saw a doe in Wasika. Yeah. Yep. Oh, now I remember that spot. Because I remember seeing it on the maps, and it was, it looked like a really nice spot, which it was. So, uh, end of October, going up to northern Minnesota to try to hopefully find a deer, if we don't have anything already, because I think if we both have a deer already, then probably ain't going to happen. Yeah. Because there'd be no point. Yeah. But. Something new for us. We What was the furthest we've been? Probably over by Red Wing. Went to that not, state not forest. That, yeah, it's by Rochester. Oh, uh, it's like north. Yeah, north of Rochester. That state forest. Yeah. yeah. And that was a shit show. Yep. Yeah, that was horrible. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> but yeah, going up north, get up there, what's that? Four hour drive, I believe. Straight north. Yeah, right? straight north. And then Where take, it's, there's no. There's no cornfields. There's no nothing but woods and swamp areas. <laughs> yeah, it's just swampy areas and woods. Woods, and that's yeah. All it Something is. that we're, we are definitely not used to, you know. No. Like, compared to, you know, Wisconsin, where I've been to Wisconsin quite a few times because my girlfriend's family is lives in the in that area and also friends that have moved into Wisconsin and I, we've been there quite often and it's Wisconsin is amazing over there. I will, I will, I will give Wisconsin a, a nod on that, but I would compare up North would be like Wisconsin. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Definitely don't have similar. the deer population like that, but like it has that feel not as, not quite as bluffy, but yeah, it's like, it's a yeah. whole new area situation to where we're flat and corn yeah it's gonna be 
hardwoods up there. It's yeah. going to be hunting in the forest, which is going to be definitely different for us. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be weird to, uh, like, because, like, where we're at now, we kind of see some things and we're like, okay, this looks like a good spot. We're going to sit here. Up there, we're just going to be like, what, what, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, looks, this looks just like over there. How am I going to determine where to sit here? What we're going to have to look for up there is going to be hard mast. Oak yeah. trees, you know, yeah, like, trees, like yeah, for sure. hard mass, something the deer can eat. Because what they're going to be looking for is, at that point in time, it's going to be, I think, pre-rut's going to be happening at that time. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to, they're still going to be looking for food. So we have to find food sources yep. up there. Yep. Water's everywhere in Minnesota. Water's not a, that's not going to be an issue for us. Especially right there, because the Dead Moose River runs right through there. Yep. So, yep, I noticed that. Yep, there's a river right there. So what we're going to have to look for is... Food sources. Yep. What what are they eating and when are they eating is what's going to tip us off to getting on a deer up there. Yeah, because they're because that's weird because we're we're used to going off of them eating corn. So I mean, there's really there's food everywhere. Yeah, they're like you can't really pattern them because you know they'll be eating corn in this field and then yeah, corn in that field, and then they'll be eating uh, old Deuce Garden. <laughs> Sorry, I just drew a blank. There's lots of different food sources in our area compared to theirs, and uh, it's going to be a lot different. It'll be fun, though. Uh, Me, you, Jack, and Dylan. Sounds like the party right now, as long as everything goes according to plan. We got two months until this happens, but, well, yeah, two months. Sorry, but it's bothering me. What are those nuts that fall from oak trees? Acorns? Acorns. Wow. Yeah, that bad of a <laughs> wow. brain yeah, fart. Yeah, yeah, you drew a blank. Yeah. yeah. Acorns. acorns, yes, acorns. Yeah. So I'll have to get on the acorns, see where the hard mass is at and whatever else they're eating out there. We'll have to pinpoint that. And then I think that's going to put us on deer if we can find that. And up there, I don't think it'll be too terribly difficult, but I've only been up there one time. So it'll be a learning experience for sure. But I don't, either way, we're going to have fun. I mean, it's oh, going to yeah. be a good time. Uh, you know? It'll be a lot more fun than the trip that we will talk about later. I don't even know if we'll ever talk about that trip. Uh, we'll talk about it. We All have, right. We, we have <laughs> but, um, no, that because we'll, this will be a lot more solid ground too of where we're actually going to be. We're going to have a camper. We're going to have, you know, we're going to actually have food compared to what we had. We yeah. had, you know, coffee packets for food pretty much. Well, for me anyways because what sure, did I, have? Uh, I had I had rice. Your does camper does it have a like a stovetop and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah, it pretty much has, it has okay. everything that you need. I'm still going to bring my grill. Oh yeah, well yeah. Especially if you, you know, you drop one, you got to pull some back oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the tenderloins. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully we can get that thing going. Um, I almost hope we don't shoot any deer, just so that will happen. I think I might pull off just for the sake of that happening. Unless I see... I think I think my goal of what we talked to uh, talked about earlier would be to pass on everything, or unless it's a mature buck, until we get to that point. Right. So I think that could prove to be, a one, a really good learning experience, and just a really good time just getting yeah. out and, you know... Doing yeah, something I, different. I, f- I feel that we probably won't, because every time we've gone gone to a new area, we haven't really had much luck, or much time, or or much time. Time, I think, is our biggest issue there. 
you know, because we we sit in really good spots like Oatana when we camped in the in the parking lot, and we went out. And we had a really good spot right off the river there, and like it was a beautiful spot. Like holy crap, this is awesome. We didn't even hear a peep, nothing, nothing at all. And all oh, it's when we camped in the back of my Jeep, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And yeah, we sat in amazing spots, and it's just like. Is there even a squirrel in this area? <laughs> I mean, come on. We saw a hunter come up to us, and that's about it. About it. But, yeah, that, it's just every time we've gone on a trip anywhere, we just, we, Wasika and Albert Lee, we saw a, one deer each, and that is it. Yeah. I mean, we went to Rushmore. We went to that bluffy area. Yep, yeah. And there's that awesome food plot that they they had on top of that. Yep, yep, yep. And people even had stands sitting in the area that we sat in, and, yeah, there was just... We walked those bluffs. We walked miles on those bluffs, and we just, yeah, there was just even sign of deer. There was oh, yeah, minimal. It was, oh gosh, it was tiny. So yeah, I'm, I mean, my expectations are kind of low on trips. I still get, ex- I'm excited, but the opportunity of seeing deer, I'm kind of low on. Which I hope this is a turnaround because I think once it gets to that point, I'm pretty sure the first deer that walks past me is catching an arrow. On that trip, just so that I can say that a trip was finally a yeah, success, know, right? yeah. you know, unless it's got spots on it still. I think I'm probably going to, if I see a deer, I'm probably going to shoot it. Yeah. So, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we're about an hour and 15 minutes into this, so I think we better wrap it up. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, have a good night. <laughs>